Welcome to RNGG, a randomly generated game design podcast. I'm Cassidy, and my pronouns are she and they. I'm Crash, my pronouns are they and she. And we're here. Mm-hmm. That's really all I can say. Yeah. Is that we're here. Um, let me check my phone real quick, just to make sure there's not any emails. Ba-ba-ba. Uh, people are really trying to get us to check out Wisdom. Um, I, I will never invest in the Wisdom stat. I'm int charisma all the way yeah who needs a perception check that's for other people to do like in real life i can never tell when people are lying to me let's see i don't see anything i think we're we are empty as far as emails go okay um so i mean unless we have anything to talk about i think I think we should save talking about Pokemon until you've beaten Pokemon, and that'll just be, like, a whole thing that we talk about for, like, digital cryptids or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess it's, um, I haven't really played any other video games since then, so. <laughs> I was, um, I was thinking about, um, how I got absolutely clowned by Dungeon Encounters, and mm-hmm. I still haven't gone back to the game after that. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> Look, you you only get jumped by a black hole once, and then I feel like after that you just kind of like, mm, maybe I don't play this anymore. I mean, that sounds like a really uh, intense thing to get jumped by. It, I, I, obviously, I'm not at the end game, but it feels like the strongest enemy in the game mm-hmm. that they just because like there's no traps; they're just um ridiculously hard um like monster encounters that you're just meant to avoid Mm -hmm. which is a a funny and kind of fucked up way to do it but sure sorry i'm just realizing i never updated our number sheet Mm. so i'm doing that real quick okay okay um then it was airplane simulation okay everything's nice and updated now uh i am looking at the numbers now uh, like what our numbers are at currently and um it's weird how probability is just completely uh, not making any sense with these numbers. <laughs> it, it, it's funny how that happens. Because, like, there's, what, a, uh, like a th- I guess it's like a 33% chance to roll bonus challenge plus re-roll. Um, we've rolled it six times compared to, like, everything else having been rolled, like, once. Yeah. Hmm. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Anyways. We're doing a red version, blue version, set in a flying city about airplane simulation. This is true. This is what we're doing this week. So let me start this timer. Up, up. Uh, 45 minutes on the clock. And go. So, since last week, I've been thinking really hard about this. Which is uh, not a good sign for the length of this episode, because anytime I think hard about anything, we come in the next week and the episode's done in 20 minutes. (laughs) But, like, I I felt like I had to put in the work to try to solve the whole red version, blue version uh, conundrum. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, airplane simulation, it feels very straightforward. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. How do you split that up into two different experiences? Um, that are mar like set in like the same thing, you know? Mm-hmm, yeah, because it like, can't be remarkably different, right? Because you can't be like, well, in this game, you also can play as a tank or something like that, you know? Like, 
Mm-hmm. You can't like drastically like change the the well, simulation. I mean, Might could. It's just it's set in a flying city. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing with a tank? Yeah, I know exactly, exactly. Um, so I thought about, it, and then I, I I dug down a little bit deeper, and I thought, well, like, what kind of simulation games are there? Mm-hmm. That when it comes to like planes and other methods of transportation. Yeah. Um, well, there's like the obvious like flight sims, mm-hmm. you know, where you're traveling vast distances, um, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, one of there's um, you go on Steam, you look at a simulation game with the most DLC, you might come across something like a train simulator, right, or a trucker si- trucking simulator. Yeah. So I was thinking about maybe like separating this the like red version blue version by like the scope or scale of like what the simulation entails. Okay. Short distances versus vast distances. Okay, yeah. Um and so I was thinking um maybe like one version is you're like doing like large scale like trade routes between locations. Mhm. Whereas the uh, the other scale is more like within the singular city, yeah, yeah, uh, doing like you know public transportation. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. You've got like a route that you got to do, and you're like, okay, we got to get to the east side of the the town. This is the the route that I generally take, but there's sky construction, so now I have to take a a, a detour. Hmm. But also a thing that I considered was maybe it's not that they're both doing like transportation, transportation. Because mm-hmm. maybe maybe we could take some of that like trucking stuff larger scale in the in the one that's about public transportation. If the uh, the other version isn't about that, but it's about establishing the trade routes. Oh, okay. So kind of. So it's yeah. more like like um you know trailblazing. Hmm. But in three dimensions. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like, um, you know, oh, and like, okay, so weather patterns are um, not consistent, but still like trendable. So you can kind of be like, hey, you know, uh, going this route tends to favor like clear skies and like, you know, flying a flying a route a couple of times gives you like more info about it like okay yeah you don't we don't have to worry about like migrating birds if we go this way you know things like that mm-hmm. or like if it's a setting where like the reason the cities are flying is because like everything is sort of floating mm-hmm. there's just like a lot of like rocks flying through the air yeah it could be also a case of like all right well we know this other cities around here because we have like open communications with them mm-hmm but in order to establish a trade route between the two, we need to map the area and get from point A to point B. Right, right. And, like, the floating rocks tend to shift, but you can still kind of accommodate for them to be, like, in, like, these general spots. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't they don't orbit. They don't, you know, have, like, you know, paths of movement. They just have, like, shifts with, like, air pressure and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then there could be, like, cases where you need to establish, like, several routes between two different locations in case of, like, you know, you know, to account for the different variables that could occur. Yeah, like, maybe one of the missions you do, it's kind of, like, unclear how long it'll take. So, like, you're kind of like, I know it's going to be far, but, like, as you do it, you're like, oh, this is going to be, like, 
far, far, and like you got to keep track of your your uh, you know your fuel mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And like maybe you also kind of help establish like essentially a gas station because <laughs> mm-hmm. you're like there's no way you know like maybe you can carry like extra fuel reserves to get you there but like when people are actually freighting cargo they're not going to have the capacity to have extra fuel with them they're going to need or to be- the capacity would be like um preposterous like the way that it would scale yeah 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 like you know your more usage. fuel is still also more weight mm-hmm. yeah so it's like okay we we need a way you kind of like piece together like oh we need a way to refuel mid route mm-hmm. and like and like the kind of vibe i was thinking like aesthetically and like tonally um is similar to the setting that's kind of inherent to or maybe not like directly, but like the kind of vibes that like looking through the rule book of uh, the tabletop RPG Flying Circus. Mm, okay. Gives. I'm not sure if you're familiar. I only know um what you've showed me with like certain character builds and like talking about like um some of the playbooks. Yeah. Um, it's very large because I can't, so I just can't just like send you the playbook or the the rule book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know what I can do is I can share my screen. Mm-hmm. We can just flip through this for a second, folks at home. You can just go Google the Flying Circus, the high flying adventure game by Erica Chapel. Um, it's got like it's um this is Porco Rosso Core of Ghibli. Yeah, yeah. It's um it's um like the the setting that they have like written here says that they're drawing on like german and european fairy tales Mm -hmm. like the cozy apocalypse aesthetic of early ghibli yeah um and like in porco rosso particularly kind of has like um uh i wouldn't say a sad vibe but it's like it's it's clearly post-world war one and you can tell that it's like italy gearing up for world war two so it Mm kind of has like that weight to it but it's also like fantastic, and like obviously the main character is like a cursed man who turned into a pig, and like <laughs> you know stuff like that. This could also be set like post a war, and like the war is like a why the world is at the state that it's in. Yeah, and I also kind of because um I don't think this is a flight combat game. No, um like the the stresses of this game are more in like the discovery and like the um technical aspects of flying versus like gunning somebody down um maybe maybe there is like a mission or two where you do get chased by something but you're yes. not gonna have like the most you're gonna have is like an emergency flare mm-hmm. yeah you can kind of just like be like okay this is my oh shit button <laughs> and it, it it like you know yeah like a, a flare or um I've got Legends Arceus on the brain, so I'm like, it's a smoke bomb. <laughs> it's, a, it's like a packet of flashbangs, and then when it exits the vehicle, and then like makes contact with something, it just sets off a bunch of like firecrackers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's used for scaring off birds. Actually, I do. That actually would be kind of nice because I, I did mention like migratory like birds earlier. Yeah, I don't, I think like. Yeah, I think the the tone for this game is very much like we just had this awful war. Shit's bad. We're like 
the world is permanently changed because of it. And like, I feel like people are dedicated to like preventing that kind of like, you know, that from ever really happening again. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I think people are kind of making like a dedicated choice to be like, Hey, um, whatever contributing factors that like led us to get to that point, we're, we're not doing that again. Never again. Yeah, it could also, that would be a good explanation for, like, why all these cities already have, like, broadcast towers and stuff set up. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's, like, a relic of the fact that a war was just happening. And, like, maybe there was, like, um, I think the timeline is, like, there's there was clearly a war, and I think after the war was over, there was, like, a period of isolation. So, like, mm-hmm. a lot of the settlements and a lot of the cities were, like, you know, we just barely got out of this. We got to take care of our own. We got to, you know, kind of look within, just try to, like, get life back to whatever the new normal is. And then kind of after that's been established, it's like, okay, but then what do we do from here? <gasps> Such a funny image. Sorry, I... <laughs> I'm gonna leave this part in because uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch to the RNGG account and retweet this image so that way people can look it up if they need to. Um, it is an image of a dog having like chewed its way through a fucking door in a trailer, mm-hmm. and it's just sticking its head out. God, um, it's the weekend, baby. <laughs> uh, this image is so fun. Such a fun image. I thought of another game mechanic I want in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, so a little bit. Okay. So for full full transparency, I, I am listening to a playlist right now, and um, the church's song that they did for Death Stranding just came on, and now I'm thinking mm-hmm. about like strand games being Death Stranding and Pokemon Legends Arceus. Oh, this is a strand game. This and is a strand game. It is. It's a strand game with planes. So I think you could see, like, ghosts of other players' ships. and Or maybe not that, but um, I definitely think there's ways to, like, if... So, there's, like, ways to fail your mission, obviously. Like, this is perilous 3D com- or, like, movement. Um, I feel like mm-hmm. it's not surprising that, like, people will blow up their ship, you know? So, yeah, we're also talking a lot about one of the versions, and I know a way to tie this into the other version, but you can continue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, maybe there's a way to, like, um, well, I guess, what do you lose from crashing? Um, maybe it is, like, you know, in, like, uh, I know in European Truck Simulator, you get to, like, save up the money and buy your own truck, and you can, like, fit it out the way that you want. Yeah. Maybe it is just as much as you lose your plane. Mm. And so you have to go with one of the, like the uh company provided ones or whatever. Yeah. And then so and then you have to get a sponsorship. <laughs> and then and now I'm j- okay, so how how does like uh, another player intervene on your behalf or I think it's just, you know, recovery. I mm. think it's like how it is in Legends Arceus where um or Legends Arceus. <laughs> um where i guess technically it's actually a legends arceus uh if i'm going to just go by the type null ability name uh oh really that's that's how i always view it because it, that's why it's called the arceus system oh wow okay it, 
is because they were trying to to make a fake Arceus. <laughs> that that makes that's, that's why Type Null looks so fucked up. Okay, okay, no, that that actually does make sense. Why did that never click? I love Type Null in Sil Valley. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Okay. But uh, yeah. So it's like they recover it, so that way you can just like pay like an impounding fee or whatever to to recover it after they've recovered it to the town. Yeah, yeah, and it's you know definitely a lot less of a headache than like going like a sponsorship route or essentially playing with the default plane until somebody you know either brings your either ship someone back. recovers it or you save up for a new one. Hmm. Um. So yeah, the other version though, the other version, which I think is less about trailblazing and more about you know doing the actual like regular runs of either these trade routes or within a city doing like small like localized transport. Hmm. Um. I think some of the way you can transfer that over is like on the larger runs you can still use the routes that people set up. Yeah. Uh, like that would be like, all right, we're gonna run this route, and it's gonna just populate it on your map. Um, and if you don't, it'll probably have like some default ones that just like unlock over time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of like how this other version can also play with the the strand idea. Should I put strand either in the genre or in the challenge list? I think it's a. I think it's a challenge. Okay. <laughs> um, it's important. It is. Look, strand games are gonna uh, bring the world together. This is true. Um, like, so what's something that you could do at like a more local level? That's like maybe okay. This is another thing that, like, this is, like, if you're playing in online mode, maybe the stuff that you're doing affects, like, a, a, a more global economy. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, uh, these things that you've moved here are going to be, like, okay, now this town has, like, a surplus of this. Yeah. Um, you know, like, doing a, a run to, you know, send emergency supplies to a, um... A gas station that was running low, you know, that benefits other players who, mm-hmm. like, you needed that or, you know, things like that. And yeah, and again, like, if you're playing offline, that's still, like, your personal movements are still going to affect the world at large. It's just yeah. that when you're playing online, it'll also, like, populate that with other players' data, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it probably, like, um, is essentially when you go online linking you to you know, a handful or, you know, larger than a handful of other players and then kind of... And not, like, continuously. I think it's, like, whenever you finish a, like, thing, it'll, like, refresh and just, like, pull some random data from random uh, players who have recently refreshed. Yeah, yeah, it's it's way less, like, you know, Sea of Thieves and more of, um, you know, a Strand game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um... Okay, so the player, the, or the, the the person you play as, is this like a set character, or you just kind of, you know, a nameless, just do-gooder? Do, do they have like an arc or a story? 
I think it, you're like you're part of a like you know this is like um in you know in Legends Arceus they have the the Survey Corps. I think it's a lot like that. Mm-hmm. You're on the team of Trailblazers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think you have like straight up a name. I think maybe we'll have like either a call sign that you choose or a call sign that's like immediately assigned to you. So that way, if there's any voice acting in the game, they could just call you by that call sign. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also, I mean, I think the story i think the story would be the same in both it's just you're seeing it from a different perspective mm. i don't know what the story would consist of because i mean it's just like a lot of is that is there going to be like this great like climactic thing that happens or is it just going to be about you know continuing to pop continually like populating the map until you have like the full-sized map everything's connected mm-hmm which like obviously that's gonna take a little bit to do and yeah i think it's like every couple of hours of gameplay you're you know unlocking the next like all right uh we were we've sent you out to locate this new area and then once you get to that new area that's when it's going to start pulling that area's stuff from the server Mm -hmm. of like these are what other players have done here yeah so you're not going to see someone else's like trail that they've blazed until after you've already blazed a trail Mm mm-hmm what if making the trail is like a very no i don't like that scrap it never mind <laughs> okay um no but i like i like this yeah because i feel like even i feel like even without like the the kojima like crazy twists and all of that like i feel like i don't know kind of having something that's like low stakes and you're just kind of like doing stuff for the greater good of like your community and the world i feel like Mm -hmm. because like games like euro truck simulator don't have end games really you know right yeah um and like even if you're using like a mod that lets you play that game multiplayer the multiplayer aspect of it is just existing in the same world as other players Mm. so like while you're not literally doing that you're just having that like interaction between players I think that's really the other pole here mm-hmm. is the being able to exist in this world and being able to like under indirectly interact with other players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So there would be, you know, the, uh, the trails, bla- trailblazing core and then the, uh, the transportation core. Mm-hmm. I don't know what we actually want to call them, but maybe something with a slightly less military, like sounding, uh, suffix. Mm-hmm. considering this is a world that was ravaged by war. But also, on the other hand, it's, like, part of the way the reason they are reconnecting is because of the tools of war. Like, they have all these war broadcast towers still set up. Yeah, and, like, these planes, I, I really wouldn't surprise me if they are... A lot of, like, repurposed mm-hmm. military Decommissioned planes. military planes, yeah. Or, like, you know, transportation zeppelins and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I also, I do think there's going to be, like, some, like, balloon... Oh yeah, vehicles for like the uh, the transport side of the game. That's that's definitely like what a semi truck is in this world. Oh yeah, imagine a zeppelin towing several smaller zeppelins behind <laughs> it like a mama duck. <laughs> God, power! This is power gaming. <laughs> and then you lose half of your trail train behind you because a fucking like. <laughs> large hawk just flew into the connective cable (laughs) (laughs) and it just got detached and started floating away 
So, so, do you, so there are segments where you play as like the the Zeppelin transports. Then, yeah, you think? Yeah, I think that's definitely part of like the transport mm. side of, like, of the two games. You know, I think the trailblazing one is a lot more of like you know distance flying and like trying to be slightly more agile. Maybe like you're throwing down like be- floating beacons that people have devised. Yeah, yeah. Um, so to so mark the trails, whereas you know, like the transportation is you're you're either going for something like larger and slower. Or you know, like a zeppelin or something like that. Because mm-hmm. I, I had a, I had a picture of, you know, you're you're driving your your zeppelin like cargo, uh, you know, freighter, you know, train situation, and then yeah, like a hawk flies into your connected cable, and you've got like little <laughs> little balloons flying off. But then, like, I almost kind of want there to be like um like a personal craft you could jump into. To kind of like speed off, grab them, and then come back real fast. Yeah, like a, like a small, like a tiny single person plane that has a grappling hook. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, like, obviously, it doesn't have the fuel f- to do a whole mission itself, but definitely enough to, like, you know, undock, fly after like loose cargo, and then come back. What if, you know, because we've said that the uh, the trailblazing side would have to deal with, you know, like occasionally being chased by a large creature of some sort, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, if we want to, like, lean into, like, the fairy taleness of, like, the flying circus style setting, mm-hmm. you know, maybe there is straight up, like, a wyvern or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think the equivalent of that to the transport side is, uh, sky raiders, mm-hmm. sky pirates, literal sky pirates. <laughs> yeah, because it's like- it... And again, you don't have weaponry on your ship. You're just trying to, you know, get out of there with as much of your cargo as you can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, the way you fight back, uh, if they did steal something from you, is to take your personal craft and just try to grapple it back. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then by doing that, you're also leaving the rest of your ship as a sitting dock, and um, mm. that in itself has its own like liabilities and vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. I also want to consider the idea of, like, you, we have these tools. You could have indirect combat. Mm. Oh, if yeah. If you get creative with it. Oh, yeah. Like, I am 100% certain you could, like, grapple a floating boulder into somebody. Or grapple the somebody and swing them into the vault. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's just you become incredibly, like, it's hard to control when you have two planes connected on a cable. <laughs> I, 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 now that I'm thinking about it, too, I feel like you don't have to undock the, the smaller ship to use the grappling hook. But I think it's like, it is beneficial sometimes to chase after or like to disengage and like, have the the portable hook on the go mm-hmm. and it could be like you know on sea of thieves you can just sort of like you can just leave the the steering wheel and the boat will keep going yeah yeah just doing that with the zeppelin of where it's like oh you know the zeppelin's on a set course you just got to get back to it before it runs into a fucking rock yeah <laughs> yeah for sure oh this is good yeah uh we need names we do are the two version like subtitles like Trailblazer and Convoy? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Um See, so yeah, I want to give it like a very unassuming title, like, you know, Sky Freighter Simulator. <laughs> like, you know <laughs> something mm-hmm. like that. But then I, I feel like it doesn't really 
capture like how fantastical this game is at the same time. I also think that maybe we should try to think of a name for the floating city, that like the main one you're based out of. Okay, okay, okay. What if it's like clouds under setting name and then mm. colon trailblazer slash colon convoy? And the reason it's clouds under and not clouds over is because these cities are flying. Mm-hmm. Clouds under. I, I, I hate it when I, I've got something stuck in my head and it's like, this is good, but it's not, this isn't it. Because I, I keep thinking of, like, Elysium as the name for, like, the main city. I feel like, not a reason for us not to do it, but I think Elysium is used in another game about flight, I want to say. Oh, yeah, and it's also just, like, Greek-like heaven, yeah. so I feel like it's, 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 um, um, I feel like it's very reasonable that, like, a lot of games, like, refer to Elysium. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, I was over here having, like, words that rhymed with Arcadia stuck in my head, and I was like, no, it can't just be that. <laughs> I forgot there's a location in Final Fantasy X, and it's a, it's, a, it's a city, and it's just named Home, which is uh, very good and fine and normal. What? Okay, I thought about it. Mm-hmm. What if it's just like clouds of recovery, colon trailblazer, colon convoy? Clouds of recovery. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think that could be maybe something. Mm-hmm. It's it's incredibly generic, also. But I don't want to spend the time trying to like look up, trying to like piece together words that are like appropriate, but also like. Not trying to fall into like, oh, well, this is just a word that means this in a different language kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Especially if we're playing with like a post-war idea. Mm. I feel like it's it's becoming like, all right, it's starting to get a little dangerous. So I'll just walk around in willy, willy nilly and I don't we're on a time limited podcast without any pre pre prep set up for a lot of this idea. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm just going to go with the silly generic idea. Consider Clouds of Recover. Something that's even weirder, but I think maybe could be fun. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Clouds of Recover Trailblazer slash Convoy. A airplane simulation game set in a flying city with a red version and a blue version. In a world recently ravaged by a disastrous war, floating cities attempt to rebuild by contacting each other over old brass over old broadcasting systems. In Trailblazer, you're part of a team tasked with flying between cities and establishing new routes of trade. In Convoy, you take the role of a pilot that is transporting goods within and between cities. None of the available vehicles are directly outfitted with weaponry, and combat, in quotes, is very rare. Lots of environmental obstacles and occasional fantasy elements. Nice. Alright, um, I think that covers everything about that, yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. I think so. Uh, In that case, let's do plugs. You can find the show on Twitter at RNGGCast, or you can send us emails to RNGGPodcast at gmail.com. Crash. I am on Twitter at um, Daphne Oliver XIV. You can find me there. Mostly just retweeting Final Fantasy XIV stuff. That is my online presence in a public sphere. Um... Yeah, uh, Cassidy, where are you online? You can find me online at Mad the Botanist. That's M A D L O B O T A N I S T. 
And you can find my website, which has all the podcasts that I do and that I've guested on at mandlebotanist.neocities.org, which is the same as my Twitter handle, .neocities.org. I did the number generation mm-hmm. in that, and it was actually very short because it was just a singular topic, and that topic is dance. Mm. Good. So uh, we'll, we'll figure out what we're doing with that next time. But until then, good luck. Have fun. Bye.